He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. I had to quickly change my entire business model because I didn't deliver. I just had all um, drop off location, pick up, yeah, all drop off locations, pickups, etc. So I was like, okay, all the gyms are closed. Let's just, you know, quickly pivot to delivery. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. This episode is really unique. Uh, I know I say this often probably on the show because I've got, you know, like a bunch of unique people in my network, but this one actually is really different just because there's no prep. We're just going in raw and just being real. Um, Nick, thank you for joining me on the show. It's been interesting on how we connected. So obviously I'll share our story a little bit for the audience, but thanks for joining me. Where are you from? Uh, Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I am from, so I live in Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay. Um, but I'm originally from a town in central New Jersey called Manalapan. Okay. So, so that's um, where you're at right now is, uh, what's yeah, the first I'm in one? Hoboken. Yep. Okay. Hoboken. Hoboken. Okay. Perfect. Right by the city, right by New York city, about 15 minutes away. You can literally throw a rock, um, at downtown, uh, New York from where I live. So Perfect. it's convenient. Is it, is it, uh, dead over there right now? Yeah, it man, like? it's pretty, it's pretty quiet. Um, especially like uh midtown area i've heard you know kind of some some horror stories over there yeah you know just people um people aren't working you know so there's you know not many people in the city people are moving out of the city so they're coming into places like hoboken and they're come they're going to the suburbs because mm-hmm. if you're going to pay all this crazy amount of rent yeah. like what are you going to do in new york city you might as well you know, pay a little less, get more bang for your buck and own something or rent something out. Um, so, you know, it's definitely a different, uh, different world we're living in 2020, man. Yeah. Different vibe. It'll, shit pick- up. <laughs> It'll pick up though. Like I think for sure, I think the first six months of 2021 is going to be a kind of a shit show, but yep. going into, you know, the last half, maybe we'll see some, some pickup. We'll see. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. hundred yeah. percent. I think it'll well, bounce back for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well, it's kind of cool because um, so you and I, for the audience sake, long story short, uh, for all the slick talkers that have, like followed along, uh, Michael Chernow was on the show, big entrepreneur in the restaurant space, uh, you know, was on Gary V's podcast, you know, the guy's been, been, you know, around for, for a while yeah, for and sure. did some cool stuff. And then that episode went out and then you and I connected via Instagram and we've been like, you know, messaging back and forth and going back on just like, your business and your concept of what you're doing in the food space, which is super cool. And we're going to jump into, but I just think it's kind of funny. Like we've been not planning this for a year, but we've been back and forth. You know, we started to try to record in April. I got activated. And so it was just hard to get, you know, everything back into the grind, but now we're finally here getting it done. Yeah. The power of podcasting is real. So it may take a year to get on the show, but it happens. And it's cool. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, listen, I'm, I I like to call myself aggressively patient, you know, like I always follow up with people um, and I don't take it, you know, personal if they don't get back to me or I just know people are busy, right? There's so much going on in this, in this world. 
And if you don't get back to me, you know, within a couple weeks, couple months, couple years, and then eventually, you know, we kind of connect again, then so be it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't take anything personal. You know, we're all kind of trying to build our own thing. So I don't take it uh, personal at all. So a year yeah. later and we're here. And we're here. We so. made it. Well, um, yeah. let's jump in. Let's talk about what Ready Strong Meals is, um, your concept and like kind of like your, I want to know your backstory leading up to it because yeah. um, like you said, I think I was going to ask, you know, do you think being aggressively patient has played a role into your entrepreneurism? But I think we should get into the backstory first before we jump into the deep topics. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I'll kind of give you the background, um, you know, going all the way back from college, right? Like I, I graduated college, gra- I graduated a college called Montclair State University in North New Jersey. And, you know, what I wanted to do after school was I had no idea. Like I, I worked in restaurants, I delivered pizza, you know, I worked for other people before, but I, I literally like you go into college and then you graduate and you're like, I don't know what to do. I just, you know, I guess, you know, I'm going to get a job. I'm yeah. going to get a salary. I'm going to make money. So I graduated with a business marketing and management degree. I was, I was always good with people and selling and sales. So I was like, let me just go into sales. So I landed a job um, selling for a software company called Avpoint uh, for about four years. And, you know, it was good, um, made some money, but I really wanted to do something else. Uh, so a buddy of mine actually went to another software company, bigger software company called Salesforce. Um, hmm. They're out yep, in, uh, we know them. Yeah. you know, I'm sure you know them, you know, they're out yeah. in California, uh, New York City, they were building a, you know, they built a massive tower in New York, that's obviously yeah. going waste, you know, it's wasted right now, because um, yeah. of what's going on. So I moved um, companies from Avpoint to Salesforce, and I was there for about um, five years. And you know, I, I did really well. I, I made good money, but it wasn't my true passion. It wasn't something that drove me. I woke up mm-hmm. every day and I was kind of dreading the workday. Um, you know, I'd go into office, I would make, you know, my phone calls, I would meet with people. It didn't really drive me. And I really wanted to make an impact on, on people. I felt like I wasn't doing that. Um, yeah. Working in, you know, working at a big company with so many people, you know, I worked with some amazing people. I had amazing managers. Um, but I really wanted to scratch the itch of, of entrepreneurship. You know, I was never, um, I didn't really do any entrepreneurship um, type things when I was younger, but I knew I wanted to do my own thing and really make an impact. And I loved food. I always loved, um, you know, being in the kitchen with, with my mom, who's, a, who's an amazing cook. And, you know, I really wanted to understand what it was like to, to cook at a professional level. Uh, because when you're cooking in a, you know, in a home environment versus cooking, you know, professionally, it's just two totally different things. Right. Mm-hmm. So while I was working at Salesforce, I actually took a, um, a job at a restaurant, uh, cooking, you know, part-time a couple days a week. And, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with it. It was funny. The first day, uh, I walked into the kitchen and, you know, I was expecting to like, you know, cook something and they actually made me shuck, um, I think it was like eight boxes of corn. They had like, you know, these crates yeah. of corn, like in the corner. And they were like, all right, this is your job today. Um, and like, obviously like, you know, when you're in the restaurant and you're, you're doing that, you're like questioning everything. You're like, should I be doing this? Like, this is a waste of time, like shucking corn. But it actually taught me like going back to like that, that patience, that aggressive patience, it like taught me to be like patient. Like you're not going to be a professional cook overnight. It's going to take you mm-hmm. time. You're going to have to do mm-hmm. these things. Um, in order to, to lead up to it. So, you know, I was kind of like obsessed with 
with being in the kitchen and, and just learning. And I wound up leaving Salesforce, which is pretty crazy to work in a kitchen for free. So oh, I worked this at was a restaurant. A, this was a, a free? A free job. Yeah. So I found what? out about this. This Yeah. So you call me crazy. It's <laughs> probably, um, it's wild. Um, and actually the first week, so I started in this, in this place in Jersey City and then was working there for a couple of months. And then the first week in New York City, I started during restaurant week, which is like the busiest week of like the year. Yeah. Because um, yeah. people are coming in, they're getting deals, whatever. So I found out of it. The same buddy who actually... It's funny how, how the world works, right? The same buddy who referred me to Salesforce um, had a best friend who was a sous chef at a restaurant in Jersey City. And he introduced me to the sous chef and then I started working with him. Mm. So that was the first job I, I went in, first restaurant I, I you know went to, and then I helped out their New York City restaurant. And while I was cooking you know, and, and really learning the business, I was cooking for people on the side. So just like, you know, healthy, like basic stuff, like grilled chicken, broccoli, brown rice. And then I got like kind of busy and I was, I was cooking for, I think it was like six or seven people while I was working in the restaurant full time. So I was like, you know, this is, this is something I was like, I, I really think that, you know, I could I could start like a business out of it. Um, you know, at first I was just taking people, like I was taking Venmos and, you know, people were paying cash and it was, yeah. I was like, you know, people were giving me containers because I didn't really have enough money to like buy containers. So it was just like this business that, you know, I thought I could make something out of it. And then I wound up leaving the restaurant that I was working at to, to really focus on this full time. And, you know, how long were you at the restaurant? Ready strong. I was there for about a year and change. Okay. Um, doing that, you know, working, I was working like five, five days a week, um, you know, six days a week, you know, when they were busy. And really just trying to learn, like immerse myself in the business. And it was an amazing opportunity to, to really just understand how to do things, you know, how to cook professionally, learn from the chefs, learn from other people. So it was a, it was a really good experience. And that's where kind of the, um, the idea of Ready Strong Meals was born where, you know, I wanted to cook healthy food for people looking to lose, maintain and gain weight. Mm -hmm. um, and that's essentially, you know, what, you know, I've been doing for the past almost two years. So I had about six or seven customers. I was cooking in my apartment in Hoboken. And I was like, all right, I need to like, you know, outgrow, like I'm outgrowing the space. So I winded up renting out a like pizzeria slash Italian restaurant. Um, I was renting their kitchen for um, a good like seven months. I would only use their kitchen when their workers weren't there. So it was at night mm -hmm. and in the morning. So mm -hmm. Sunday night, I would go in every Sunday night, 10 p.m. We'd prep everything, 12, 1 o'clock, we'd get some shut-eye, come back. Um, Monday morning at 6 a.m., we'd cook everything, and then I'd have yeah. the orders out by 9, 9 or so, cool the cool it down the fridge, and then I would sit at the pizzeria on Mondays from 4 to you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night and have people kind of come and pick up the, the food. Wow. So it was, it was a lot, you know, it was definitely, you know, on top of trying to get new clients on top of, you know, shopping for products on top of all the yeah. issues that kind of come into um, running a business, you know, and I was, I was especially starting smaller. it like, yeah, yeah starting, starting it, you know, small, it, it, yeah. it's very, it's very hard. It's very challenging for, you know, people to pay you, um, you know, and you give them that experience, you know, people that trust you with their money, right? Like people are giving yeah. me, you know, their hard earned money. So like, it was a lot of pressure for 
um, for me to, you know, I, I wanted to give them a, a really good product and a good experience. Yeah. So that's why I would, you know, I would wait for them and I would, you know, say like, listen, like this is, you know, um, I'll wait for you. Like no problem. I can deliver to you. Like, you know, whatever you want. Like I was obsessed with making sure that the customer was happy, you know, and, and the food quality was, you know, was great. And that's kind of the two things that, you know, are always what I think about every single day, food quality and customer service. Like mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my food is the best and I want to make sure that my customer service is, is the best, you know? So from there, um, I realized that like, that's not scalable. Like I can't sit at a pizzeria, you yeah, know, or a yeah. restaurant and, and have people like come, you know, cause what was happening was there were people that weren't showing up and I'd have to hold the meals or people are forgetting or like them, you know, saying, Hey, I'll be there at six o'clock and then not coming until nine o'clock. So it just messes everything up. So I realized if I wanted to really scale it, I, I would need, either need to deliver to people or have certain pickup locations where people come and pick up the food. And that's where kind of my sales, you know, salesman hat went on was me approaching gyms and then using the gyms as um, pickup locations. So people can kind of come in and go. So for them, you know, it's for the gym, it's, it's another selling point for people, um, you know, for their trainers, for the owner, et cetera. Like, Hey, you know, we have meal prep at now at our gym where you can kind of come work out, pick up your meals and, you know, have everything at your fingertips. So a lot of the gym owners, you know, I built relationships with these gym owners and then, you know, I would essentially put fridges in these gyms and people will come and pick up their meals so they can come whenever the, 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 um, the gyms are open. And that's been actually pretty, um, you know, pretty good. You know, it's been pretty solid, you know, fast forward until March where coronavirus, yeah. well, um, I was gonna, you know, I, took out my entire business model. Right. So yeah. good. Uh, I was going to say, can I ask you a question? Cause um, you're, are, are you no longer at the pizzeria? Like you, are, you have a kitchen now, right? Like, are, yeah, so I rented out, so I'm renting on. out. Yeah, for sure. So I rented out a, um, so I'm no longer there. I, I rented out another kitchen. I went to another spot in Jersey city and now I'm in a, um, a bigger kitchen in union city. Um, okay. so they're a, uh, I rented out as well. I'm still renting. Um, mm-hmm. it's a, they're a catering company and they were looking for another tenant. Um, mm-hmm. cause they got, they got actually, uh, they were losing a lot of business with, you know, coronavirus. So they needed yeah. another person to, to help. Um, so it actually worked out, you know, in my advantage where I get bigger space, more, you know, commercial refrigeration space, you know, more space for us to, to, to cook and prep. And, um, you know, now, now I'm there. So can I ask how many, how many meals are you prepping like a week or a day? Like how many so on a, on a weekly basis, we're doing anywhere from um, two to 300 uh, per, per week. Meals. Across like separate meals. meals. Yeah, like Damn. single meal. Yeah, me- yeah. meals um, across like 30, 35 people. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's pretty consistent. You know, like I'll do, you know, any given week, you know, I'll do 200, 250, 260, et cetera. So it's, um, you know, it's pretty, pretty consistent. At first I was doing like 30 or 40 um, meals and then you know, just with time, yeah. you know, being, like I said, aggressively patient, you know, you kind of put those things in place. Um, you, know, you build relationships with people, you start selling, you start marketing. Um, they start referring you know, people maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. referral is my biggest source still, you know, is, yeah. is word of mouth. Like, you know, people repost my, my food and, and they see that, you know, it's good food and, and they, you know, people trust other people, you know, opinions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, you know, yeah, let's, fast forward, let's fast forward to, to so March fast now. forward to 20, yeah. 2020, you know, coronavirus, 
like, you know, everything's going great. Like I, I just landed an account with Walmart e-commerce. They're uh, official. Oh, wow. um, they were, they were um, originally jet.com and then Walmart e-commerce acquired jet. So, you know, I got a fridge in that location in Hoboken. They're like corporate, you know, office, I think like 2000 people in that office. So, you know, I had like seven or eight people like ordering consistently. So I was like on pace to do like 500 meals. Like it's amazing, whatever. It was like March and it was right around my birthday. Cause my birthday is March 11th. I think they announced it like March, like 10th was like, I think that's the day or maybe a couple of days before that, where we're going on like a national, like not like a lockdown, but like yeah. things are close. And like, yeah. obviously you don't know what to think. You're like, what's going on. Okay. Like we flatten the curve, you know, 14 days, two weeks, no big deal. You know, that two weeks turned into, I mean, it's still going on. Here right? we are. Um, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. You know, eight months later, you know, we're still locked down. I still can't go to a bar at 11 o'clock, you know, past 11 o'clock at night. Yep. Um, let alone mingle with people, you know, can't have more than 10 people at, at a Thanksgiving. Uh, so, you know, here we are. Right. And I had to quickly change my entire business model because I didn't deliver. I just had all, um, drop off location, pick up, yeah, all drop off locations, pickups, etc. So I was like, okay, all the gyms are closed. Let's just, you know, quickly pivot to delivery. And then that's, you know, kind of what I've been doing. And, um, the past, you know, however many months, you know, this, yeah. you know, the pandemic's been going on is, is delivering. And I've been doing all the delivery on my, on my own. It's funny now this week, I'm actually looking to hire a delivery driver, um, to take over, you know, some of the stuff that I've been doing and then eventually branch out to, to New York city. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Right. You know, it's like, you have to, and it, you know, I think it's like 2020 teaches you a lot of lessons. Like one of the big ones is just being able to quickly assess the situation. Like something happens, assess the situation, situation, don't dwell, pivot. And then just like, how do you find a solution moving yeah. forward instead of like just complaining about it or just saying, Oh my God, like, why is this happening to me? Um, and like, you know, you, you get creative. Like I get creative when my back's against the wall, you have mm -hmm. to just figure it out. Right. And there's no other option, right. It's either that mm -hmm. or, or you give up and quit. And that's like not mm -hmm. even in, you know, my, my vocabulary. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's been an interesting ride for sure. You know, we're, we're continuing to, to grow and, you know, hire people, hire, you know, chefs and, hiring you know like i said a delivery driver this week and you know there's been a ton of challenges along the way and you know it's been interesting for sure yeah so that's kind of you know where we're at you know yeah no for sure oh i was gonna ask like december seriously especially with the holidays coming up um mm -hmm. i was gonna ask you because like we're in like in the hotel space and vacation rental space and even restaurants you know we're focused on contactless delivery contactless yep. Um, you know, check in contactless, this contactless, that, um, that obviously like with deliver, like the drop-off location model stopped working because of the gyms and everything were closed, right? There's no, there's no way people can go pick up. So with delivery, you weren't doing any like third party service app or anything. It was just all you No, The reason why I wasn't doing any third party app was because I'm still a small business and for yeah like a Grubhub or Seamless or like any of these other platforms to take 30% out of my pocket. I, I just, I was like, you know what? Like maybe when I get bigger, like eventually, you know, but I'd rather, I'd rather control everything 
and have everything in house as opposed to yeah. like outsource it, lean yeah. on somebody else and then have that 30%, you know, kind of in my, like, I don't want, you know, to rely on something on another platform and then have to like them take out like 30% of my pocket. For sure. Um, even no, if we they're marketing. Just, yeah. No, we were just talking no. about that the other day. Like, and I'm in this hospitality group with like other restaurateurs and hoteliers. Yeah. Stuff and we're talking about like it's an unsustainable model and so mm-hmm. especially with the hidden fees on top of it and it's like yeah you're not only getting 30 percent, but like a processing fee and a delivery this and a monthly yeah insurance. and i feel bad for a lot of these restaurants that like they lean on these these platforms yeah. and these you know systems to, to to help them grow so like even as a consumer i'm always calling the restaurant directly 100%. you know i always i always tell like i always tell people like call the restaurant directly like chances are they deliver and they have like their in-person house and they don't have to give like the 30% fee to Grubhub or Seamless who are massive companies. Like, you know, you have these companies like Amazon and, you know, Walmart that are like these, these owners like Bezos um, and the Walmarts, like they're making more money off this pandemic, you know, and and the small businesses are suffering for it. Yeah. So, you know, my thought process is like, I want to help the small business. I want to help the gritty like entrepreneurs that are grinding every day and not help like you know people that are worth billions of dollars like that's yeah. just you know speaking that's of, just my mentality no for sure and speaking of like um instagram i saw somebody post i think it was you or it was actually a person i don't know if it was a okay i i'm trying to think of who, who posted but anyways it was um somebody said to whoever put 50 dollars of product in, in their cart on my online shop you just paid for half my groceries this week thank you so yeah. much like legit like small business owner you know like yeah. realness and it's like i i think about that often because we think you know covid sped up a lot of the stuff um that was happening in the industry of hospitality hotels restaurants you know like yep. we're already integrating to contactless and to like touch you know less touch points for guests and less you know more automated processes and you know stuff like that sped it up a lot like a, a, an amount like years of stuff that we were going to sure. do in the industry has been sped up but like you said, the small business owner that isn't able, they're not making millions to integrate, you know, all these things. And they're, they're our mom and pop shop or a family business or just people that the clientele don't want to use this product. They like the human close interaction. Human being, interaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So it's just crazy to, to see, you know, like the amounts that people like Grubhub and other companies are getting away with on that, like yeah. charge the owner or the business is like, dude, you're killing all profit. Like yeah. profit margins I mean, are hard enough. Profit Add margins big. are thin, right? And the rest yeah. are like a lot of people, oh, you, you must be making so much money. You're doing all these meals, blah, blah. No, not really. Right. After yeah. overhead, food cost, you know, marketing, right. Labor, you, you really, you're running on a thin margin. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. You know, yeah, you know, I have thousands of dollars in sales on a weekly basis, but there's a lot of other things that you don't really, you know, kind of take into account. You're running on thin margins. So to be able to give 30%, um, you know, to a Grubhub or a Seamless, it's just crazy to me. Like a lot of these business owners, like you said, like this is their lifeline. Like this is their, their livelihood. Like, you know, they have families to provide for. They have, you know, people to, you know, feed. Like me, I'm single. I live in, you know, I live pretty humbly. Yeah. Um, I worked at corporate jobs. I've saved money. You know, I have, sure. you know, I have like a, a little bit of, of a safety net. God forbid something happens. 
Whereas a lot of these people, like they don't, you know, like this is the business that they've in, that they, you know, and, and they've, they've spent 20, 30 years building up to have, you know, it be taken away from them. So yeah. it's just, it's, um, it's a crazy, it's a crazy time. And like going to like, going back to like the hotel industry, like my, so I also own a catering company, mm. um, with a partner of mine who works in the, um, hotel industry and okay. he was in the union and it's a, it's a buddy of mine who, you know, I grew up with. So one of my best friends and he was in the union and, you know, making great money. And then all of a sudden this pandemic hit and he's laid off yeah. and now he's got to find, you know, another option. Um, and, you know, we kind of, we got a little busy with, um, you know, we were doing outside like weddings and, um, you know, graduation parties and, you know, things like that, but that's not consistent. Right. No, so no. now it's like, you know, he has to literally change an entire career for the time being, you know, who knows when the, the, the hotel industry, um, the banquet industry is gonna, is gonna, you know, be, yeah. um, busy again, could be a year, could be five years, could be six, you know, I, I don't know, yeah. you know, we said, you know, this is like, you know, two weeks, right? Like, okay, 14 days to flatten the curve. And now, you know, like you said, look at us now. Right. We're still kind of on a, on a mini lockdown. We still can't do certain things. Um, and it's, it's crazy, you know, it's, yeah. it's wild. Um, no, we've, we've had experts on the show talk about the recovery in that sense, like event space conventions, banquets. We're not seeing anything until 2022, 23, like real recovery, God, like 2019 numbers. God. And it's like, and uh, I had a hotel um, guest on the show. They're based out in Chicago and um they said they've been closed since march they are not opening or planning to open till the later half of 2021 because oh, it costs God. them less money to be closed a million dollars sure. a month in in utilities a million dollars sure. a month no staff that's just a month in utilities oh, for 1200 God. something that's rooms no yeah a million a month a month oh. that's 12 that's 12 a year wow. just to be closed so yeah, be closed. so it's like and so they're like it's in, in order for us to open and have staff and then of course only be occupied 15 10 percent of our 1200 rooms yeah. we're yeah this is not and working. i think this is gonna i think it's gonna change the industry right it's like yeah. you know if you're a retail like you know brick and mortar location you have to be thinking all right how do i like if you're not delivering nowadays like if you're not delivering pre-coronavirus like what are you doing right <laughs> like yeah. you're crazy and I, I know like a bunch of restaurants that don't deliver you know, like I, for whatever reason, like maybe just don't, you know, they don't want to deal with the headache because, it, you know, it is, you know, a bit of a headache. Yeah. Um, but now you have these apps. Yeah, they'll take a percentage, but, you know, it can it can help get your name out there. Um, I think it'll it, it's going to change the industry as a whole. And you're not going to see that, you know, as many restaurants being, you know, um, you know, pop up, you know, here and there. Like, sure, like, you know, everyone like the restaurant industry, you know, will bounce back like eventually. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's going to change the way people think and like how they do business and the whole industry as a whole, you know, I yeah. think for sure. Yeah. My, my friend, Josh Copel, who uh, runs full comp podcast, I'll have to make an intro for you guys. Cause I think you guys would be great fit, but he partnered Definitely. with Yelp and uh, okay. he partnered with Yelp. And he said, you know what, we're, he, he, this is like what made him start this podcast and like this whole like movement nice. in, the, in the restaurant space was like, I'm tired. He had a Michelin rated restaurant in uh, LA downtown, like perfect spot. And um, he was like, we are tired of running on 
on crap. Like we are literally, I'm putting in, I'm an owner of a multi-million dollar revenue restaurant, Michelin rated, all this other stuff. And I'm tired of working 180, you know, 80 to 120 hours a week, depending on, you know, the craziness going on for thin profit margins. Uh, yeah. Somebody always trying to get between me and my guests. You know, there's always yep. that one company trying to like, we can extra, you know, penny and nickel and dime throughout that yep. experience. Nickel and dime you hundred percent. Yeah. And so he's starting this whole thing. And I, I think you're right. Like the, the idea of 2021 and recovery, like what does recovery look like? To me, recovery looks like clean slate. We need to re like reevaluate our our yeah. our plan, like our industry as a whole. Like we're not going to accept these things anymore because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, like yeah, everyone's got to make their money, but we there we are overcomplicating things by adding a thirty percent margin uh, of sure. revenue going to a delivery service when sure. really it would cost you maybe 15 percent in house, if not less. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to see it. I'm I'm hoping for all of our sake with hotels as well, you know, that we don't go back to the mindset. Well, this is how we've been doing it for 20 years. Um, I don't think exactly. you have a lot of those old school mindsets, you know, in in that business. Um, And I hope that now like this is a kick in the butt to be like, okay, now we have to change. Now we got to retweak, we got to reinvent. And like you said, like go off a clean slate, like this is, you know, what is it looked like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, what if yeah. something like this happens, you know, what if there's another pandemic, right? What if there's yeah. something else, there's another virus or there's another disease that takes, you know, hundreds of thousands of people out. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's like a wake up call. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, cancel 2020, but like it's a wake, it's wake up 2020, like yeah. wake up. What have you been doing? Like reevaluate, you know, like how you've been like the stuff you've been putting in your mind, your body, you know, I see a lot of people, they, they're eating like shit, you know, they're eating yeah. crappy, they're not working out. And now it's like during a pandemic, like it's so important to eat healthy. It's so important to, you know, work out. It's so important to be okay and block out the noise, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the distractions, you know, you put on the news and it's just like, yeah. oh my God, oh my you gosh. Wanna, yeah. you're just like, you know, you put on different channels. You're just like, oh my God, like is the world ending? Yeah. Um, so like, how do you, block out those distractions um, and continue to move forward, you know, and, yeah. and be healthy um, physically and mentally. Cause that's, well, you know, that's, it's both important. I want to ask you, cause I've been curious about this. Like, I think we're, I was talking about another friend. We, we have another podcast called good morning hospitality. And we were talking about the COVID preneurs, right? So like 2008, yep. 2009, you know, there was entrepreneurs that came from that crisis. And now we're seeing sure. entrepreneurs come from this crisis, right? They find ways to innovate. They get creative. They have an aha moment when they're at their day job yep. and they get furloughed or whatever. Um, do you, so for you guys with ready, strong meals, have you seen any like kind of COVID preneurs come into the space of what you are doing already? Like trying to like maybe copy the business model or even just the, the overall concept of food delivery in the sense of like meal prep and strong and healthy, like good. Yeah. I mean, foods? listen, you know, it's funny. I see a lot of, you know, a lot of chefs that kind of like rag on meal prep, you know, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be like, Oh, like meal prep, you know, whatever it's uh, you know, come in, have a great meal. You know, you don't have to worry, you know, don't worry about ordering, you know, meal prep are now doing it because they have no mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have a lot of these chefs that are kind of like looking down on, you know, prepared meals and now that's what they're doing. Because um, nobody can so come in and eat with them, right? Nobody yeah. can come in and eat, right? 25%. What is 25% going to do? You run on thin margins when you're at 100% capacity. 
So 25% yeah. is, you know, take that out the door. You need to do something else. So a lot of these, you know, I, I see a lot of, um, you know, solid chefs that are now offering as a service, but is it, is it scale? Like, can they scale it? Do they have, yeah. um, like we have, you know, all the systems in place in the sense that like, you know, we have ordering online, right. You can pick the options, you know, pay via credit card, PayPal, whatever. Um, and then have it delivered. You know, we have a whole process like, Hey, order by, you know, 10 PM Thursday for Monday delivery, you know? Yeah. So a lot of that takes time and like kind of setting up, you know, the process, the infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Logistics and all that stuff. So we've had that all in place, you know, for the past, you know, year, year and a half where and they're just not um, figuring it out. And now like you have to figure, right. It's like, you got to yeah. figure it out, you know, maybe build a website. They got to build a website. They got to build an ordering process. They got to, you know, run something on maybe something like Shopify or, you know, an ordering platform, um, or they can just, you know, get orders, you know, people can message them their orders, but what's going to happen is as they get bigger and as they're doing more orders, they're going to, you know, mistakes are about to happen. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I was doing everything off Excel, uh, an Excel spreadsheet and I was, I was screwing shit up like crazy, you know, um, it was a lot of like manual, I was yeah. doing manual processes. Too much. I was like, All right. I need like, I need technology. I need something that's going like, to like streamline this. Yeah. Um, and that's where I invested in something like Shopify. You know, yeah. I had someone build out my website, you know, an ordering process. And now, you know, people can just go on and, and order off, off the website and it's easy. It's convenient. Right. Yeah. Cause there's so many it options. It may have cost customers. a little bit up front for you, but now yeah, you, have the, you have the time to like figure it's an investment. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's an investment. Yeah. It's an asset. I need it. Yeah. Um, it's going to drive more sales, right? Because yeah. as a consumer, you want it to be as easy as possible for someone to order something, right? You don't want to have to message somebody, hey, I want this or, you know, I want that. I want to go on a website. I want to click what I want. I don't want to talk to anybody and then know that it's going to come to my door or, you know, whether I'm picking up whatever at a certain time and day. You want it to make, you want it to make it as easy as possible for the consumer because there's so many other options out there right yeah there's so many people trying to take your customers there's 100%. so much especially in the food space right especially in like in the meal prep space you google meal prep in new jersey you'll see a hundred companies come up hmm. and especially now with all these private chefs um you know restaurants that are hurting are, are now you know offering it as an option so yeah. you know it's an investment it's a little bit more money up front but in the long run it's going to drive sales and it's going to drive um, you know, that experience for the customer. And I'm driving with sales. Like if you just freed up how many hours of your day or your week mm -hmm. in order to go get more clients and more hours. customers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So again, more sales and more money. Cause you're going to get more time yeah. to go do that. Exactly. Better with your time. hundred percent. Yeah. Well, um, I'm just thinking of like all these other things, man. Like, have you thought about like, what are like, what are other ways that you guys are looking at to, to grow this? Because I, yeah, I see like question. I've seen I've seen restaurants, um, at least here in Washington, like they were doing uh, like make your own margarita kits. So they're like yep. providing like the margarita, the instructions, the mixers, all the stuff. And like, of course, they marked it up, but like you literally just order it, pick up and take it home and you have everything to make a margarita or, a, you know, Bloody Mary or whatever. Um, and you guys like what other ways are you guys looking at ready strong meals for for growth? Yeah, I mean, you know. That's actually, it's a really good, um, it's a really good concept. A lot of the restaurants were, were doing, um, you know, like a lot of pizzerias, they were doing like make your own pizzas, you buy the dough, yeah. you buy the, I mean, I, I bought, I yeah. 
support at my local pizzeria and I bought, you know, the, the oh, dough, yeah. the bread. And it's like a cool like experience. Um, you know, so, you know, we offer contactless delivery, right? So like, you know, you can order um, delivery. We drop it off right at your, um, you know, right at your stoop and, you know, you can, uh, you can grab the meals whenever you like. Now that the gyms are open in a limited capacity, we have the pickup locations available. We're, we're doing, you know, sample samples at different gyms that kind of led us to, you know, people like try the food, obviously, you know, COVID, you know, social yeah. distancing, making sure, um, you know, we have gloves on, which we always did. Yeah, um, masks, stuff like that. Yeah, masks. And we're bringing eating healthy at the forefront um, you know, because that's going to help you with your immune system. That's going to help you build your immune system and then yeah, eventually yeah, fight yeah. diseases. Right. 100%. So we're trying to educate people on like, Hey, make sure you know what you're putting in your body. You're not eating processed foods. You're not eating junks. You're not eating junk food. Um, and you're working out, you know, you're staying active, you're staying healthy. Even if like you go for a walk, you know, for 30 minutes, right. Yeah. It helps from a physical standpoint and also mentally. Um, yeah. so, you know, we're kind of, we're trying to educate people on the right things to eat because eventually it'll, it'll help you from fighting a disease like this, fighting a virus like, you know, coronavirus, because mm -hmm. let's be real. If you're overweight and you have problems with your health, yeah. you're in that category, right? Where you got to be careful, you know, you could be hospitalized. The chances of dying are very, very low, but there is that small chance, you know, so we're trying to educate people on, you know, be healthy, you know, even if you're not going to order our meals, like, Hey, you know, here are some things that like we can, um, you know, we, we post recipes, you know, I'm sure you see on, on our page, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. we post recipes for certain things. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very transparent with all my, you know, all my food. So I want to make sure that, you know, places like McDonald's, Big Mac, uh, you know, Burger King, um, I'm thinking of uh, the Big Mac from McDonald's, um, you know, Chick-fil-A, like all these places that are like, yeah, like every once in a while, you know, eat them, enjoy it. But, you know, I see people, I know people that eat it every day, daily. you know, and yeah, yeah daily. Yeah. And it's sad. And now it's like fast food is not even that cheap anymore. Like, you know, you get, you know, a burger, fries and a soda for 10 bucks, you know, have a meal, um, you know, a really strong meal. You get, you know, fresh grilled chicken breast with brown rice and assorted, you know, vegetables, you get a chili meal with lean ground beef, um, you know, tomatoes, different spices, rice, and, you know, vegetables. Real flavor. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real flavor, yeah. not processed. Like, yeah, yeah. Think of, um, you know, we're not, you know, processing anything. We're not frying anything. We're not using, you know, ton of oils, butters. So I think it's like bringing the forefront of health to mm -hmm. fight, you know, diseases and, and to be healthy. Um, for sure every single day so no that's great i want to wrap this up with one final question for you because i think yeah. you know, like the the i don't cover it enough on the show on like entrepreneurism you know we we talk about it in the sense of like vacation rentals and other like segments of hospitality but for you if you could like tell any slick talk listener right now that wants to be an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur or struggling or whatever it may be yeah what's like one thing that you could take away from your whole experience in these last two years or three years of doing ready strong meals. And like that can be applied to anything, like whether it's a software company or that they're starting up or they're, you know, selling something out of the back of their car or whatever. What's the one thing that you could just say, I took this away from my journey and I want, I want this like to be applied to anybody else. 
be resilient. Hmm. Be resilient. Um, never give up because there's days and times where you're going to want to quit. You're going to be tired. You're going to say, why am I doing all this work? Why am I sacrificing, you know, these days and hours and um, this time away from family, friends, etc. You know, why, like, just be resilient, never give up, um, you know, keep grinding away. Like I said earlier, you know, have aggressive patience um, because it's going to take a while, you know, it's going to, and I'm still, you know, building my business. So, um, you know, I'd say just, uh, you know, be patient, be resilient and don't quit. For sure. No, I remember um, when I was thinking about going podcasting full-time, I was like, uh, I don't know if I could do it. And then my buddy was like, yeah. Hey, it's, it's like sink or swim, man. Like you have to make the decision now that if you're going to quit, you're going to sink or swim and you better yeah. freaking swim. And, uh, yeah. I remember like consciously making that decision. And then when it happened, you know, quit, uh, December 27th, 2019, right before COVID and that yep. COVID moment hit where I like lost all sponsors, lost all guests. Like, and it was that comment came to my head, like, don't you know don't quit be resilient but like yeah yeah sink or, sink or swim is what came through my head and that's when it was just like i think like many of us was just like all right we're hitting the drawing board like we just yeah and there's never a right time out. right no there's no, never, never a right time you know life never. is gonna get busy there's gonna be problems yeah. there's gonna be issues like there's never a good time to start something it's just like you have to just start right a lot of people get like they get paralyzed by um like overanalyzing yeah. And they just don't even start, you know, so they, they, they fail before they even begin. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, you have to just start, you know, day one, come up with a plan, be strategic about it. And then just, you know, things will kind of fall into place as you, um, as you're, as you're taking action, right. If you're For not sure. going to take any action and you're going to talk a lot, you know, then it's just never going to work. For sure. Where can people so, find you? Where uh, I'm obviously going to link everything in the bio and the, yeah, the yeah. show notes. So, but... um, yeah, readystrongmeals.com is the um, is my website. Uh, Instagram is at readystrongmeals. Um, here's my uh, my logo. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty pretty simple. I got the uh, I got the army cap for you, uh, Will. You know, yes. so representing <laughs> um, military. Um, uh, yeah, Nick at readystrongmeals.com. Um, if they have any questions, uh, I have all my personal information on my uh, website. So, you know, for, for anybody that has questions on, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, they're an entrepreneur, but they're, they're struggling, um, you know, with certain things, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to help again. Like yeah. I'm still on this journey. I'm still like learning and figuring it out. So yeah. by no means am I, you know, have I made it or anything like that? I'm just, you know, grinding every day and just trying to find a way to, to, um, to make things happen. So, yeah. What's that? What's to, the, uh, what's the saying? Uh, rising tide raise all boats or something like that. Yep. Something like, yep. yeah. So, so I feel it. Yeah. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. You know, we're all in this together, whether you're, you're in the restaurant industry or not, like, uh, yeah, 100%. Think, you know, entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship, man. We all, we all got struggles and yep. we all deal with the same things. Yep. We all, yep. yeah, we all deal with the same things. So awesome. Well, um, Nick, it's been great having you on the show to finally meet you in yeah. person, quote unquote. Awesome, person. Man. Um, but thank you for being on. I'm going to tag everything in the show notes, guys. So people that are listening, you can click all the links, you know, go ready to strong meals. Uh, it'll take you there. The Instagram, I'm a follower. So if you follow them on Instagram, you follow me, you can see me tag their stuff when this episode goes live. So it's going to be good. 
but uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show, man. And I can't for wait sure. to, uh, to see what you keep doing. All right, Will. Thanks a lot, man. Later. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.